0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this latest edition of the Anime Limited Podcast, being broadcast to you, at the moment, from beautiful, sunny Glasgow, Scotland, though you wouldn't have known it if you'd have lived up here the past few days. I was raining earlier as well, to be fair. I'm sorry. True dat. <laughs> I am Jeremy Graves, joined in the office studio by Kerry Kasim. Hello. And by El Presidente, Mr. Andrew Partridge. Hello. That's what it's like in here there, everybody. Mm. That's what it's like. We are back to bring you another bite-sized edition of anime-related news chatter, answering your questions, this time exclusively from the world of Twitter, and who knows what else. But before we go any further, we need to get a couple of plugs out of the way. If you want to find out more about us, our website is alltheanime.com. If you want to read some cool features, get the latest news from us, or perhaps watch new trailers that we've uploaded, including the first international trailer for Miss Hokusai, you need to go to blog.alltheanime.com. If you're on the world of social media, it is alltheanime as our username if you go on Facebook and Twitter, or if you're on Instagram and Tumblr, it is alltheanime.uk. If you're on YouTube, you can subscribe at youtube.com forward slash or UK. As Kerry yawned when I say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm tired.
0: And also, if you are in Belfast this weekend at the MCM Belfast Comic Con, El Presidente and I will be heading over to Belfast and we will be having a panel at 1400 hours. 2pm for those of you who do not know the 24-hour clock system. We will be discussing a variety of topics, and you never know, we might have an announcement or two as well. But first of all
2: guys, how's it going? Yeah, alright. Cool, thanks Kerry! (laughs) (laughs) Precise and to the point as always, (laughs) How are you doing Kerry? Do we we need to talk about this?
1: Uh no good yeah busy busy. Um,
2: Are you ready for MCM London?
1: I am never ready for MCM London. <laughs> MCM London is a different creature. Looking forward to it though. It'll be good. It's a always a fluffy good. creature. Big no no fluffy creatures.
2: Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I don't. Kerry has Kerry has a um, aversion to fluffy cosplays and such.
1: The f- yeah, the furries to scare me. Um, Not
2: that there's anything wrong with it, but no, something no, it's which confuses Carrie, I think.
1: personal thing with the... Yeah, clowns <laughs> also, so really anything of, of that nature. But no, uh, Comic-Con's always good fun. Uh, always always tiring, but always good laugh. And um, it always surprises me every time we go. So this will be... Uh, it'll be no different, I imagine. And May 1 tends to be good laugh. Mostly because it's warmer. It's it's
2: warmer. It's more like Dante's Inferno, and, and it's um, <laughs> like it is, it is. good fun. Actually, there's some really cool stuff coming back this time. There's um, well, for starters, the guest of honor hasn't been announced yet, but like it's actually our friends at Viewster.com who are organizing that this time. They've let us in on who it is, and I'm very excited. I can't mm. open my mouth about it because it's their guest, not mine. You guys will but be very happy. I think people will be quite happy to to hear who it is. It's not someone normal. It's um, someone so abnormal. Nice I was going to say
0: We're not implying that they're not normal, in that they're yeah, a bit weird in the head or anything. It's no, we're implying not, not it's, it's a unique opportunity kind of. of guests that they're bringing over. But,
2: but apart from that, as well, there's a lot of other cool stuff lined up for it. There's, um, I know, like people are wondering. I mean, um, obviously, Good Smile have been there for some time, but um, Bandai's Tamashii Nation haven't been there before. And I hear, like, I know, in fact, because we've really, <laughs> been talking to them back and forth, for all helping them out with stuff. But they're actually coming to this MCM, they'll be actually nearby our stand, and they'll be showcasing a range of their figure arts, including, this is the amazing thing, I mean, they, they do a range of different toys in the figure arts collection, so there's, ranging from the anime-style ones, so you've got One Piece, Ble- um, not Bleach, actually, One Piece Naruto, um, Card Captor. there's a Card Captor Sakura... Where's Cat well, when we need her? Yeah. Um she's actually on holiday at the for once, would you believe it? We let her out into the wilderness. She's in Deutschland. Um but yeah, basically there's a range of stuff, but they also have a range of actually quite cool video game and sci-fi properties they've made figures out of. So there's um Super Mario, obviously. But there's also like the there's Batman um from the like the Justice League, etc. And there's also like uh, there's also more entertainingly the alien from Aliens, but the the label he is on the the stock sheets is big chap, <laughs> and I, I kind of like
1: which I, I kind of feel that's actually it, quite it accurate.
2: That's no, me, but isn't it? Wasn't it a
1: woman? <laughs> wasn't it female?
2: Um, in the no, first what, one anyway? Yeah,
1: female. The queen yeah,
2: but female. Like, the que- like the queen's only in the second one.
1: Like um, they it's, is it
2: big? Last then uh, if it's the female they're, version, they're kind of like. They're, 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 I always thought they were like aliens were kind of asexual and that's required because any one of them can become a queen. I thought like they, they yeah, just like I mean, they're drones basically, so like normally, really angry, snappy. Dro- Anyone who's played Alien Isolation, yeah, you know what I'm terrifying. on about. Yeah, um, oh, I'm not gonna sleep tonight now, um, <laughs> but yeah, like so, they they've got a range of really cool things. Um, I'll be a friend that's like Animatsu's first. would mm, well, be really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing what they come out with. Like, um, uh, also like our usual friends at Manga and MVM will be there as just well. A chance, just a great chance to catch right, up with everyone. Chance to yeah. Catch up, actually. Mm. I, like, I, I really enjoy the event. Sorry, I've derailed this from the, the how are we doing front side. No,
0: it, it all adds to it. And actually, talking of um, catching up with our friends at other distributors, we are planning to try and have an anime industry panel at the MCM London Comic Con. We're still waiting for everything to be confirmed and such, but for those of you who like those kind of panels, we are working on there being
2: one. All going well. Fingers crossed. So apart from that, we're all doing well, I think. Um, letter us Momo's hitting Kids Club this this weekend, I believe. I believe it's Saturday, Sunday. Which we don't actually normally shout out. We had a, a brief catch-up earlier this week about what, how we should push it. We realised last time... Like we we pushed a kids club screening, but were a lot of like quite rightfully anime fans who were miffed. were miffed that they couldn't go and see it by themselves. They had to to bring a young like a like a young like a younger sibling, and if you didn't have a younger sibling, then you weren't going to get in, or you were probably going to have a chat to a uh, police officer later. It, it, it's hard to do, but sometimes there's a film which really fits the the kids kind of audience. And Momo I think works perfectly. Momo bright. really does, and mm. like it, it was. Slightly too old as a film to push as a even a platformed release at this point it's um like it, it's really tough to persuade people after a certain period unless it's like ghost and Michelle mm-hmm. Akira like that like you know that kind of film or well, perfect blue actually where it's kind mm-hmm. of a perennial theatrically people like it's a good film regardless and you can sell it in um so this was a, a good way to fill it And it actually has just done a run as part of the Japan Foundation's theatrical tour beforehand mm. So that was all dedicated to adult screenings It ran across ran across a fair few number of, of mm. indie screens as well And we gave out a pretty good shout out at the time Sort of the Japan Foundation actually And it's really, really nice working with them So this was kind of a nice compliment It was a, a different audience and they were very keen to do it so um, yeah definitely if you've got a younger sibling take them out to, to go and see or cousin or distant <laughs> distant friend who happens to look young enough to get him
0: then... or if you're like me and you don't have a sibling you're going to have to wait for the DVD and Blu-ray <laughs>
2: which isn't too far away actually though. Um, yeah so that's, that's definitely a thing as well that's worth mm-hmm. looking out for, if you're not going to Belfast Comic Con then that's a a chance for you to, to do something anime related in your weekend. Enjoy. I it was also on the, the weekend as the the new simulcasts coming up. Indeed, yeah. New episodes of the Heroic Legend of Arslan, Seraph of the End,
0: and Plastic Memories will be debuting across the weekend at Viewster, and Plastic Memories also at Crunchyroll. It's been great watching those. Arslan, I think at the moment, if I had to pick one of the three, I
2: think is standing out the most. You yeah, See, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out and say this. Uh-oh. Oh no, 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 it's not. Oh, don't you worry. I'm just, I'm discussing the shows, and I think the one which is a criminal shame just now that isn't. Simulcasting um, in the UK right now is Block, Blockade Battlefront. Mm. It's it's one I have. I can rest pe- assured people that I've noticed it. I am a huge fan of um, of Nito's work as a whole, Trigon as well, and this the show is amazing. So fingers crossed. You know, you never know. There might be be something something to be done there, but either way, it's it's definitely on my radar as mm. well as so a show. Um, we've had a chance to watch it and it's such good fun it's, it's really weird, this is a year where normally in a year, a cynical cynical old me goes, there's occasionally one show I'll watch, whether I've licensed it or not like or want to watch, whether I've licensed it or not um, for just personal pleasure Like it's not to say I don't like everything we license, but you very much end up, and I'm pretty sure everyone in the industry is like this, you end up focusing on your shows, and because you've licensed them Because you believe in them as well So you're watching, you are already watching a large chunk of shows But when it comes to Like to this year There's been a show a season I've wanted to watch Independent of that So uh, Death Parade last season was one I really Really love And it's not been been handed over to anyone in the UK yet So you never know about that either And I'm hugely into that one That's on uh, com as well just now But it's a it's a really good show as well I, I heartily recommend it it was part of an anime Mirai project which is like a series of shorts a couple of years ago and they spun it into a series now what was that short called again? Death Billiards that's the one but the opening sequence is probably one of it's weird because the opening sequence for that is probably one of my favourites in the last year or two and the closing sequence of Blood Blockade Battlefronts probably one of my favourites I a screener came across my desk for that actually it's very much stand out. Sorry, uh, a divergence. What are You What are you watching just now, Jeremy?
0: Oh uh, well, obviously our simulcast. Cause I like to keep up to date and stuff. And like I say, I think ours line is piquing my interest the most, and that's not just to try and pick one for the sake of it. If I just sort of, that's the one that's really caught me. Other shows, I'm st- I'm still watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm way behind on it, but I still love watching that whenever I can.
2: What's your take on like like I'm enjoying Seraph actually personally, not mm. because for contrast, just because. The the director, actually, is a colleague of the director of the film Fuse and Zand. And, like, it's kind of, the the show's coming into its own now. I feel feel like it's taken a little while to get started, but it's kind of good, fun entertainment from wit. It it has taken,
0: uh, this is me speaking slightly candidly, but people understand where I come from on this. I think it's taken a few more weeks to get going than I thought it would. I think I was expecting it to be a lot faster paced, maybe something along the lines mm. of a kill the kill, where it just throws you in full okay. pelt. But they've they've they decided to take their time with it a bit more. And but in terms of how the show looks, though, I love the look. The watercolor backgrounds I think
2: work so well as a contrast yeah. to how the characters are presented. But the the mangas very much like that as well. Mm. Like I've I've read both, like both mangas actually, the Aslan and Sarah from mm. which are, one's out from Viz Media just now in the UK, Sarah for the End. And Aslan's actually available as well from Kodansha, like, and it's being distributed in the UK, so both are, well, like, uh, further ahead in the manga, so it's actually, if you're you're wanting to know what happens next, it's probably worth having a look. They're both amazingly drawn. Mm. And um, so, yeah. Like, I mean... But then again, but not to discredit Plastic
0: Memories, because every episode of that I've really enjoyed. It's taken me on such different emotions, and I I, I <laughs> I'm really loving that show as well, but again... I had to pick one out of the three that, that we're mainly dealing with here to try and put it into a simple of phrase I would go with Arslan so g- give it a chance because I know online especially in our circles like looking at our Twitter feedback and such mm-hmm. there were a few people that said oh, I don't know about Arslan but now they're giving it a chance and you can see their opinion turning and it's yeah. really cool to see that, that yeah. the people who are just thinking okay you know what I'm, you know, c- there's clearly something about this I'm going to yeah. give it a try and then you see their opinion change it's really cool to see when a show can do that
2: uh, the shows like that aren't so common either, which is nice as a, mm-hmm. a change. I, yeah, like I I obviously like everything we're with, with simulcasting just now, but there's an interesting variety out there. Let's face it, though, your favourite show for the season. Oh, I know exactly what this is going. Your favourite show for the entire year has already decided,
0: Jeremy, isn't it? It's the new Dragon Ball. Yeah, I actually thought you were going a different direction with that. I thought you were going to joke around and say Triage X. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> I, 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 like I, I pretty much am certain you're, you've already decided what your favourite series of the entire year is. Yeah, I won't lie, there was a bit of a giant squee in the office when that got announced. Because yes. uh, if people who have followed me for a while and such from past ventures will know I'm a massive Dragon Ball nut, and I can't wait to watch what is tentatively titled as Dragon Ball Super, which in itself is a super title. Uh, there's all sorts of jokes which can go on there I'm sure, Kerry's shaking her head just now (laughs) I think one of the interesting parts about it is the fact that it is taking place after the new film Resurrection F, which obviously that's that's been out in Japan now and the premiere was in LA but in terms of when it's going to start airing so I can't remember if that was actually announced when it was going to start airing, but it'll be interesting to see if it follows on directly from it so much that it could impact people who haven't seen it
2: I doubt it, but like I mean, then again, like how much of Dragon Ball now? Like if, if like there's so much of it out there, that surely.
0: But let's be fair though. This is basically going to kind of make GT feel like voided at the moment.
2: Uh, that's what a lot of people are saying. I'm not mm. a big. I confess, like I, I was a fan of the original manga, but I've not really followed Z. Mm. Like guilty. I'll have to anime fix that. confession there. Um, you I'll, can try. I have you to make try. you marathon 291 <laughs> episodes. Yeah, I'll, I'll fit that in right next to the the other things I don't have time for. Yeah, we well, just get sleeping. You
0: sleeping. sleeping. We well, get to that. Japan. You have a few hours on a plane. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> and normally for work. Though. You could probably just about get through the saying saga if I you could try hard
2: enough. Probably try actually, to be honest. But yeah, like I mean, it's that's yeah, an interesting lineup actually for the next the next one. That was a, a big surprise for a lot of people. I think the mm. show. The, the
0: other one. thing that that and this is uh, we don't have any knowledge of whether this is going to happen or not. But one of the things I put on my personal Twitter was I. Hope Funimation, which no doubt they probably already are, are going to try and do a simul dub of it. Because if they can try and do one of their broadcast dubs near enough at the same pace as it coming out in Japan, that could that could make the audience even bigger like for this the, new series. I like the
2: assumption that they've got it already.
0: Well, no, in the sense that, okay, hang on, let me, let me let me confirm my phrasing here. One would assume because they're the ones that have dubbed it in America that they would have a vested interest in it. Yeah, and then and, and when it comes to simulcasting, that maybe they would have the opportunity to do a broadcast dub.
2: And to, to be so, fair, there's a lot of brand loyalty there between yeah. like licensors. So it's like mm. like for for Toei especially, they have a lot of loyalty for franchises. Because mm. obviously, so, I've be, got no
0: idea if Funimation have got it or not. But that's it's one of the first things I thought of because an opportunity to do a broadcast dub that would be a show. Like, kind of like Space Dandy, it, it had a big effect because it had a simultaneous dub mm-hmm. if they could do that with Dragon Ball Super or DBS, as I guess yeah. it's going to be acronym too, which is going to be weird to get used to saying that, that could go down really well and especially if it could get on TV as well like Space Dandy did with Adult Swim in America
2: yeah, well I think like the world is the is Dragon Ball Super's oyster really when it comes to television given it's, it, like, its other permutations have done so well over the years so yeah, very much looking forward to that show. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Okay,
0: I mentioned did mention Triage X. I did sample a bit of that. That's probably the most that's going to happen. Unless something else changes or I really need something to do on a Saturday when I've got no more free time. Or rather, when I have lots of free time. But um, I went not saw Avengers. I will not say anything else other than I had fun. I'm
1: going to go see that on Thursday with uh, my dudes.
0: Andrew, you really need to see it as well, so we can actually start talking about it in
2: the office. Like, I'm gonna see it on Thursday as well. I'm just gonna go to the cinema. No,
1: don't Carrie's do living. that, you weird
2: stalker! <laughs> <laughs> ah. now said she's gonna see it on Thursday. There's only a limited number we of cinemas don't in Glasgow. i will be the Renfrew Street One. I know that you are working on Thursday event leaving work, so there's only a limited amount of All of sorts skinnies.
1: of times.
2: There's not I that could, could be going
1: for drinks first. Or dinner. I could go um, and do things.
2: You, you could go and do things indeed. Yeah. But more likely than...
1: 2D or 3D? Which screening am I going
2: to? Oh, 2D, obviously. Come on.
1: No, I'm not saying.
2: It's going to show up. It's going to
0: show up and
1: behind me and be weird. No, no, sorry, <laughs> what, I meant,
0: what I meant was if you were choosing would you watch it 2D or 3D? I'm not saying. No, no, okay. Not <laughs> Avengers, just anything in general.
2: Not saying. <laughs> not saying. <laughs> You see it's been an endless running joke in the office, so I'm just going to show up an <laughs> in an opportune moment for for Carrie her like her mother had come over to visit her from from far far away lands and the, like throughout she just got bit well, so when 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 are we when are we going to meet your mother then you know if we I think it's it important. It was awful. And it's like in Red
0: Dwarf when Rimmer goes, This is a black card conversation, Andrew. <laughs> just held up a black card and it's just yes. no access denied. I have a
1: paranoid, nervous breakdown, you'll understand why.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, folks, on that note, <laughs> on, that note, on that note, it's time for, <laughs> time for a community segment where you guys have been asking your questions, this time exclusively via the world of Twitter. First of all, how much of an impact does the BBFC have on licensing decisions?
2: Uh, not really any, to be honest. Mm. I've never had a title where they have said it's X-rated, or R-18 rather. Um, actually, they, the biggest Perfect. time is if we reckon it's going to get an 18. Like, actually, that can be a good selling point for a title. If it's particular. if it hits a 15, then it's obviously not Excessive enough mm-hmm. sometimes, especially when it like, especially when it borderlines on the fan service frontier, or if people are looking for something like the next Afro Samurai, for example, you want something that that actually has a sign on saying this is very violent, don't show it to people under this, like under the age of 18, you know. Um, from, a, like, from an impact point of view, that's probably the biggest impact you get. You have to try really hard to get an R18, though. Like I
1: think it's, the only one we
2: have is Perfect Blue. No, no, that's not an R18, though. That's, R18 is... Oh. You can only sell it in sex shops. Oh. Um, 18 is the regular rating, which is Perfect Blue. Um, But R18 is... This is so indecent for uh-huh. without cuts, or, you know, in fact, without just not releasing it, you can't mm. sell it outside of sex shops. So it's confusing, but it's very important to know the difference
0: between right, the two. Okay. As a thought, then, has there ever, be it while you were here or... Ventures Past. Has there ever been a title where you wanted to license it, but you thought it may get cuts from the BBC, and as a result, didn't go for it?
2: Uh, no. The biggest. Uh, sorry, I should was... say not
0: BBC BBFC. I've just realised what the, I said there.
2: The the, <laughs> the biggest surprise we ever got was a, a like an episode of *Cogeas R2*, where there was a changing room scene, and in the background, in a static shot, like look literally blink and you miss it. You would have to actually have paused in minuscule detail to stare at each frame was a girl who the BBFC decided looked like she was too young and was in a changing room environment. The BBFC decided at that point that it was just like, you know, that, that had to be cut, that, that microsecond had to be cut. And that was probably the weirdest one we've ever had. I mean, it's it, like it was fair enough. But I think the, the ones where, like whether it is an actual impact or something which influences it is actually too late by the time you pick it up. Because um, the obvious answer is no one would license a title if, in fact, it was not, not likely to pass BBFC because no one likes a show that's cut. Mm. Like not even us, you know. Like if someone asked us on um, Facebook, "Why have you or Twitter earlier? Why have you censored Tokyo Ghoul for Netflix?" Like, you know, like 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 it was a reasonable outrage. It was like, "How dare you, like, do this?" The, the, the manga is much more violent, etc. The point was, was it was edited for television in Japan. Like we. We were only using the broadcast version for, for Netflix because it was the only one which was available at the time that we started broadcast. So um, to confirm for anyone wondering, Tokyo Girl, the Blu-rays and DVDs, which will come out in time for October MCM, we're actually doing the designs for France just now, which will be basically the same for the UK, are uh, like, uh, just around the way... And the, the video used for that, I've checked, is the definitely uncensored version. Oh yeah, it's um, decidedly <laughs> violent. I, so. I checked it when it arrived. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm almost certain BBFC will have some interesting things to comment on about it. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely look on with interest for what rating that one gets. That could be an 18. Mm. I reckon could be. It's definitely 15. Whether it's 18 or not. We'll see, but
0: for those of you who have seen the show, that the broadcast version, you'll know why. It's
2: not any new footage. It's just it removes a lot of <laughs> it, 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 the pixelation. Rem- it it removes the, the
0: shadows, shadows the and shadows uh, and awesome. certain moments where you're like what was that? <laughs> yeah, you're like, why was that, that's very dark, see, oh, whoa, 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 Yeah, whoa, okay. <laughs> Do, I think Kerry, you remember when I was checking it, I was yeah. kind of going, hang on, like, I was trying to find an instance to make sure it was uncensored, and I was thinking, I'm looking through the broadcast version, it's like, okay, right, there's that, let's go now. What was that? Oh my God, that's what it was, all right. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I mean, like the, the long, uh, the, I guess that's the long answer, the short answer is really, BBFC, 99.99% of the time doesn't influence it at all like they're just something we have to we have to do, it's something which is a, a very sensible requirement for home video, I know a lot of people aren't happy with the, the logos on the front, but we've done our best over the last few years to find a way that balances up the legal requirements with people's desire when they bought the product and are aware of the age rating that it is, to be able to, to remove it from the main packaging and still have it on the disc, so it's nice and clear so, like try and find balance there where we can out of all the packaging
0: designs you have used on your Blu-rays, which one is your favourite?
2: That's a difficult question. Um, all of them? No, yeah. like, I, I guess the, the one I'm looking forward to the most just now. Because like, every new project is another new exciting one, for, for me at least. And I'd say Kill the Kill right now is probably my, my favourite one, because of we made the most of what we had materials-wise Definitely. there. The new box has been a labour of love on my part, um, many a sleepless night has gone into it, to be honest, at this stage. And it's just a really nice... It's a really cool variation on the normal. So that's probably my, bizarre my favourite one. If you had to pick an overall product, it'd probably be Giovanni's Island just now. Um, which was the latest in our Ultimates. Um, yeah, like, I think that would probably be it. Carrie?
1: Um... I really like the Kill Kill. I really like the spot UV on that. It turned out really well. But I have to say that Wings of Onyamis, I, I, we use different kind of uh, paint perm.
2: I thought you were going to say stuff no. at this point. <laughs> stuff. Being ever so technical <laughs> in the marketing area. Some but
1: of the things. Some
2: um, of the things. There was some extra stuff on it. I so liked it. It,
1: it. So it feels different. It looks different. Um, so I think that's really interesting. But I do love the patema. Uh, the Patema box and everything about it and the book even the the quality of the paper of the book and the way it handles um so yeah
2: cuz she's tried driving it down the road before I
1: tried and it didn't end well but no. mostly Killer Kill, and I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing the finished box all yeah. done in its beautiful glory for Killer Kill. That's crazy. So
2: you're looking forward to Space
1: Dandy as well. I damn, I love Space Dandy. <laughs> um, and I love the, the new artwork. Yeah, it's got, like, pretty, pretty phenomenal. We'll be able to
2: show that off pretty soon. You'll be yeah. glad to hear, folks.
1: Everything Space Dandy is just, you yeah. know, it's just easy. I'm easy to please with, with Space Dandy. <laughs> just, just, you know, flag some Space Dandy in front of me and I'm happy for a while. Um, and that's actually what they used to calm me down in the office when I've been having a bad day.
0: We, we just suddenly shout in the background, Dandy! <laughs> that, that'd be <laughs> your space dandy hugging pillow, right? Yeah. Kay? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> There's an idea for a birthday gift, Andrew. <laughs> oh my god. I imagine. <laughs> next, next question. Next question. Uh, the only question I can think of to ask you is the same as I asked yesterday about the Killer Kill web previews. Now, to give a bit of context to this, everyone, we got a message from from this person on Twitter the other day inquiring about Killer Kill Box Two, and more specifically the web the web previews, which are extras on the discs. Now, the question was in relation to are they correct because they appear to be the same as the one at the end of the episodes. Now, Andrew, we've done a bit of digging on this, and we've, uh, we've come to a conclusion about this, haven't we?
2: We have indeed. Basically, the material we were provided with included only the television versions regionally. The, the web previews like, are apparently the same on the, the Aniplex discs. They're the, the same as the web previews. But they like, it's basically a 15-second difference, I think. Occasionally with different dialogue, but it doesn't actually add anything you're not getting through watching the show. So if you've watched on Netflix once, for example, already, then... Like you're not gaining anything through through having them, and we actually have something pretty cool on the last part, which is a um like which is Sexy Sensei's kind of summary of the show, that yeah. that comes with the, the American release as well. So in this case, it was just the assets we were supplied to. Actually, this is the first time it's come up as well as so, a uh, as a point on it, um, which is pretty interesting. You can also view them online, I believe, can't you?
0: On uh, Aniplex's YouTube channel, yes, Aniplex US.
2: And so therefore, and they're not. Country locked. Although I believe the person who asked us this is actually American anyway, so it's uh, no brainer there. Um, but like the like the baseline point is basically you're not actually losing anything, and it's not something that you can't retrieve the fifteen seconds of mm-hmm. that are missing if you you so wish legally as well. Yep. So um, by all means, check out Aniplex US as um, YouTube YouTube for that, and we can we can put a wee link in if people are looking for it as well. Mm-hmm. But Basically, that's the reason it's not anything deliberate. It's just the assets we've been supplied with, and it's, it's fairly obvious the TV version is what we got. Um, and I hope it's not put you out too much like, from it, um, like, and we do appreciate your, your support. Hopefully that answers diplomatically as possible. We just work with what we've got, really. Next question.
0: Any chance of future Gundam licences? I could imagine an amazing Ultimate Edition of the original series as an example. Ah, you never know. Come back to me in a couple of months. Something a bit more light-hearted to the obvious questions. Favourite anime genre?
1: Space Dandy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Space Dandy's own genre.
1: (laughs) Oh, you're going to say Matt
2: Thelmunder. I
1: (laughs) I have just turned into this. Space Dandy was designed as a festival. Yeah. You know, it's 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 its own thing. I don't think it fits into any particular genre, does it? Correct me if I'm wrong. I am probably wrong.
2: No, it's kind of a standalone in a way. It's kind of a mix, a mishmash. Well, not mishmash, mix mishmash, mishmash. It's very
0: weird with me because, <laughs> as the guys in the office know, it takes me a lot to not like an anime. I pretty much like everything I, vouch I watch. I
1: can for that. Yeah.
0: I pretty much like everything I watch, as has been a discussion on a couple of shows internally in the office about a variety of subjects. Mm -hmm. But if I had to try and pick one that that stands out the most, I love the shows which incorporate lots of action and comedy. Like, specifically something on the lines of Gintama, just throwing out the name of the show. I love watching a show that manages to blend comedy and action into ludicrous situations in such a perfect way. And I guess actually JoJo is kind of the same vein as that yeah. as well. Actually, thinking about it, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure shows like that really hit home with me. So I guess you could say shonen, but not really because it's not like n- the Narutos, the Bleachers, and such aren't my favourite shows. So that's why it's very difficult to pinpoint exactly what the genre is. And now that I've bought enough time for you
2: two to give an answer, I'll, d- I'll diverge to you. Well, Kerry's still space dandy. I uh,
1: know so. I am. I, I think. Um I, I was joking when I said Space Nine because that seems were. to be really the no, answer for No, you weren't. Were you really? Or <laughs> I, were I you was just and I about the genre A little yes and a little no. Mostly um, yes. But mostly yes. Uh, I think what I like are things that don't belong or are a little bit different and sort of stand apart from everything else and that are just completely weird and different. Um, and I think that's why I like Dandy so much is because it's sort of... It it does its own thing and it doesn't really adhere to anybody else's opinions and I think some people were a bit uh, surprised when it first launched and maybe reacted a little bit um, not negatively but I don't think initially gave it enough time to sink in but some people definitely did and then they realized how great the show was I kind of like that it was just so bizarre right from the get go, and it didn't follow any rules, and I, I really liked that.
0: Uh, according to the world's most reliable source of information, Wikipedia, <laughs> Space Dandy is science fiction comedy. Well,
2: so basically,
0: as I described it once before, Red Dwarf.
2: It's kind of like seinen, <laughs> right? As well, seinen style. Mm. I like it's like it's aimed at an adult demographic.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Like I, for me, there's no real. Genre, I adhere to it's like a, a, the downside of licensing stuff to an extent. It's like you have to be open minded to basically any kind of of title. Um, it's true, like, actually, like, fan service titles sell pretty well. Your high school DXD, like, works pretty well, actually, for example. It's not my kind of show, though. I can tell you shows which aren't my kind of shows easily. Um, but I recognize the differences that they might still be popular to people. Um, no, I, like it's more like shows I like. I mean, there's no specific, hmm. like you know, I'm as at home with something like Slice of Life, like um, No Damage Cantabile, or like, or Honey and Clover as I am like with something, like something more mature and adult fo- focused like Monster, for example, or um, like or de- like like the last season Death Parade, you know, like or like that kind of thing, you know. There's no specific, you know, there's, there's kind of a broad spectrum mm. of shows between those two. I think that's...
0: I think that actually pretty sums up what my tastes are like as well. Mm. It's not about genre, it's just about shows. What,
1: What's good. Yeah, because it's like, for, just
0: throwing out an example I've had a go at watching the first couple of episodes of Parasite the Maxim, just because I'd heard some really good things about it, and honestly, not my cup of tea. Don't know why, just couldn't get into it, and don't really have a desire oh, like. to want to watch anymore. But then, there are other shows in similar ilk, which... I can't think of one off the top of my head, which is a bad example. But there, there have been other shows of similar ilk where I've just I've been fine with them and I've liked them and I've wanted to watch more of them. I, but just I, for whatever reason,
2: I love the original manga. About horror things as a whole are really cool. Have I got really speaking of horror, like horror such, I'm still raging that Konami have cancelled Silent Hills. Mm. Um, I, I, if I could, like in the nature of podcasts, I would take a minute silence to remember what was an incredibly scary demo of PT. Um, I hope you've all downloaded a copy of your own a PS4 already, because it's off PlayStation distribution now. It's off, so, yeah, it was off By the time you're hearing this, it was off PSN yesterday. So um, <laughs> I ran that download very, very quickly again, because I'd removed it to save space on my, my PlayStation, but Can it was a piece that? of...
0: That's why you got to do what I did, install 2 terabyte hard drive when you first get a PS4. Yeah,
2: I'm made. I, sh- <laughs> I should have done that, actually. I will do that at some point, but... It's scary to think now. but The minute you delete that from your PlayStation Four, it's gone. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you can't retrieve it. You can't even if it was on your download queue before. As a, a library title, it's gone now. Mm. And like that's a, it's a real shame because it's rare you see a filmmaker who's actually competent in telling a video game based story or like is able to to work with a game studio in a way that that turns out something worth actually playing. And, like, it's hard to tell who was the the main driving force behind the P.T. trailer. Like, like playable teaser game, rather not trailer. But, like, it just worked as a game. And now with Spotify added... (laughs) <laughs> to um to PlayStation 4 in game. You could actually play PT with a Benny Hill theme team playing in the background. Okay, I might
0: actually have to do that now you said um, that. If, if
2: you're ever afraid of a game or something, adding Spotify on and <laughs> Benny Hill and all the village people I played Final Fantasy 15's trailer recently and like combined, combined with the fact they look like a boy band playing village people during it <laughs> like during a massive fight and then switching to um like to the Benny Hill theme tune when Mecha Samurai descend from above is quite, quite entertaining
0: actually. Someone has got to have made a video already of PT mashed up with a Benny Hill theme. Ah, someone must have. Been. If not, we've just given you a goldmine of an idea there, YouTubers. Our next question relating to Comic Con: Will we have any exclusives or deals to note at MCM London Comic Con? Yes.
1: Ooh, full stop. Yeah. <laughs>
0: More
2: details to follow.
1: Very exciting stuff. Yeah. stuff.
0: We're, we're still locking in a few things at the moment, so stay tuned to Facebook, Twitter, uh, our website and whatnot. I and can we, give we will
2: some stuff away, oh, I suppose. <laughs> I mean I I like Jeremy's got that look on his face of, Oh Andrew, you're ruining everything. No, I was just gonna say we've got some promotional giveaways with purchases. May have Kill the Kill part three in time. I'd yeah, like to we're, think so. uh, we're working on that guys. Yeah, we're we're working, trying our damnedest. We're working our best on that one just now. It's um like it's been an interesting project actually. The the kind of box we do is quite complicated, so it's taken a bit of back and forth of printers. But we're there now. One so, of the things we're good, we mentioned this a good
0: few weeks ago now, I think, on the podcast, but eventually we're gonna do a podcast focusing on the production of a product and given what Given things that have come up in the experience with this kill the kill box, it's a perfect way to be able to help put into context what things could come up during a mm. production process. So, believe me, there will be some uh,
2: elaboration of stories to uh, to put into context at a later date. Well, there's plenty of stuff to chat about on that frontier. Uh, I like I, I'd love to do something more. In- like I mean, I, I'd say like October time will be interesting. Like for us for MCM, there's lots of stuff I'd like to try out. but we have not had the chance to do And this time. We're doing some really cool stuff, but just as ever with things, when you're you're sorting out a bunch of things, it's quite quite tight to the line. I do know that I, I, I believe like uh, like I think bands. I have some really cool stuff like um like Cosmic Group who run Tamashi Nation and such in Europe. I bring some really cool stuff. You might have seen some of their stuff at the last MCM like uh, back in October time. Like most of the same stuff is back again, and even more with the, the figure arts from Tamashi Nation and such. So something to look out for there, I think. Um, on our end, we've got a lot of cool stuff, and you'll see it soon enough. I very think. Very excited. Yeah, we Thanks. should be able to uh,
0: should be able to reveal some more details very very soon.
2: I'd say expect in the next probably week,
0: week and a half. Okay. Our next question. I'm going to read this verbatim. Vampire Hunter D: Bloodlust on Blu-ray. Could you please look into it? Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Okay. There you go. (laughs) When you purchase a streaming licence for a series, do the the legal viewing figures determine if you then pick up the home video rights, or do you buy them all as a complete package? And do the figures determine the format they are ultimately sold on?
2: That is an interesting question. That kind of depends on a lot of factors. Now, normally you can't buy the streaming rights on their own. Unless you're a streaming platform, that's an incredibly... Cheeky thing to ask for. Like, uh, like it depends on the license, although, because sometimes if you argue that there's no, if it's a new show and there's no real proof it's going to work, you could argue that some people are like, well, we only want to sell the streaming rights just now because we believe in the title and you can come back afterwards and offer us a home video and if it works, then it pays. Like, it normally means they've got something down their sleeve on it, or like it means that it doesn't work and it kind of like it. Either someone buys their home video rights afterwards or they don't. Um but normally it's sold as a package. And um you'd be lying if you said the legal stream figures don't influence how you do things. I think we pick up our titles with the mindset that they will be a collector's in some format. It's very rare normally runtime related when it's not. Like mm-hmm. not a collectician. Garden of Words, for mm-hmm. example, was a, an experiment in that sense. And we we reversed it actually for, for Hal, you know, we we felt Hal had a, enough material to make a a shot at something and like we, we are saving up the Shinkai stuff actually for the Shinkai collection down the line, which is now moving ahead, I'm glad to say we have the Yay. the dub like the dub access resolved, I believe, so we're just waiting on the final like the final invoice to sort that out and then it'll start moving pretty quickly, people will be glad to hear. I know some people have had it on pre order for a very, very long <laughs> amount of time and we'll We'll talk about some of the issues we face with the production podcast probably later in May, beginning of mm-hmm. like June, maybe. Uh, following
0: MCM London, following most MCM likely. <laughs> likely. <laughs> We've got, we got to get through that show first. But,
2: yeah, like, um, and probably have an MCM podcast as well beforehand, I guess, just to brief people. I, think,
0: I haven't actually mentioned this to you, but we're actually going to try and record one during the weekend. Ah, I see. Because we're on we the funny. street. Then, uh, hey, you know what? Even if it just works out as different segments of me just recording stuff, I'm mm-hmm. gonna uh, I'm gonna try and do something a bit different than uh, than what I've been able to try and do in the past. Which Kerry's had the look of, all right, Jeremy. That's interesting. Good luck, Jeremy. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I've got a few ideas up my sleeve, and it's really gonna depend on how things are lining up. But given the event is a full three days, it does actually open out scope to do a bit more than usual, and to not condense it as much as weird as that sounds. So. We'll see how that works out, but yeah, so expect some kind of MCM podcast, but do not expect it to just be whatever panel we ultimately do at the event. I'm not—I don't want to go down that route. Yeah, maybe extracts of it, but in, this will actually be a unique podcast.
2: That's pretty cool. Like, but yeah, like it's a good question. Or normally, like, like some companies will use it as a as an influence of whether they do Blu-ray or not. are. The way we pick up titles, as I say, it's not a, a kind of a, a, a smash and grab for us. It's always aimed very specifically for us on titles. So we're kind of keen to to target things we think are going to work as collectors. And that's always quite a challenge, actually. So I, it's it's why, you know, you have from us maybe two or three titles in a season, like maximum, as opposed to we've licensed everything this season. hmm um, which is kind of ironic given that name actually when you think about <laughs> it at times but um but yeah like that's kind of the uh, hopefully that's the answer that fits the question for you it's a really interesting one actually
1: and
0: a final question a light hearted one to round off mm. on does the anime limited red panda have an origin story as to he or she became the anime limited mascot For those of you who have sampled an anime limited DVD or Blu-ray, who've been on our YouTube channel, you would have seen a little animation involving a red panda falling backward, clumsily some might say, into the All The Anime logo. It is that panda specifically we are referring to. So Andrew, the origin story of panda. And what's the point? Does
1: panda have a name?
0: The red panda? No, he's the red panda. Going... <laughs> Sounds like the name. Sounds like it's one of the Ninja Turtles' arch villains. It's, just, it's uh, a
1: symbol, actually. He's like Prince in the nineties. A... his name is uh, the uh, A logo. Yeah, they're just a red panda. Uh,
2: I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I like, like, I just think they're they really adorable and fluffy. No, they, he, they love he them, insanely
1: like, thinks they're really adorable and fluffy. He won't they're, completely they're, have a meltdown if he sees a really picture ador- of one. It's like hilarious. they're kind
2: of really adorable, and like are, that was yeah. where it. Where it all started, there was nothing really beyond that. Oh, now I'm going to draft a very epic origin story for the Red Pants and how it ended up trapped in what well, I can only prescribe as the Phantom Zone, basically, of, it, of the DVDs. Okay, well, you know, like it's like it's, it's on, like to contextualize that, Phantom Zone being, you know, like a pane of glass and it's on oh, yeah. a TV every time, and then it realizes quite, when it sees you, it's quite <laughs> shocked, mm-hmm. so it knocks the logo back. Uh, okay, guys, I'm gonna put this challenge out to you, the listeners.
1: Tweet us the origin stories. Don't hashtag yeah. it. Just throw it at us, and one day we'll wake up, and come into the office, and then give us read a bit of, Twitter. Give, and then, with no coffee, go, "What the hell is do, going on?" And then you do remember.
0: give us a bit of context. I like, I make sure the word like panda is in there or something, because otherwise, if you just say <laughs> a story, we're not gonna have any idea what you're talking about. I actually look so. forward
1: to random haikus with no coffee yet. I think that would
2: be we good. want it in haiku now, do we? I do, I do. I in haiku.
1: In haiku. The, the, the,
2: the criteria are not set to that
1: Cr- criteria.
0: What? Okay, you know what, guys? We're wrapping this up. I don't know what's going on. Thank you for listening from myself, Jeremy Graves, from Kerry Kasim from El Presidente, <laughs> Andrew Partridge, Kat in Berlin. So okay. she can't say goodbye, but I'm sure she would if she could. at Anime Limited. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you again in the month of May.